This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Uh-oh, this is not good news for electric vehicles. Bloomberg reports that the price of lithium just set a new record, $71,315 a ton. That's three times higher than it was just a year ago. A lithium mining company in Chile, which is the second largest producer of lithium in the world, says prices will go up a bit more this quarter, and it expects them to stay there at least through the end of the year. Okay, now for a bit of good news for automakers in Europe. Car sales were up in August, the first year-over-year increase in 13 months. According to the European Automobile Manufacturers Association, sales in the European Union totaled just over 650,000 units last month, a gain of 4.4%. And while it is nice to see a boost, the total is still well below pre-pandemic levels, and it was down about 88,000 units from July. Overall for the year, sales are down nearly 12% in the EU, mainly due to low inventory caused by the chip shortage. Yesterday, we reported about Ford's EV strategy for its dealers, but that doesn't apply to Lincoln. Ford is offering dealers options on if or how quickly they want to transition to selling EVs. But Lincoln's president, Joy Filatico, told Automotive News that it doesn't, quote, need to have a multi-tiered approach because it's a smaller brand. But like Ford, Lincoln won't be offering buyouts to its dealers. Filatico says that while the brand is consolidating its network, the switch will happen voluntarily, and it will be up to dealers to decide if they want to stick with the brand or throw in the towel. By the end of the year, Lincoln expects to have fewer than 600 dealers in the U.S., which is down from more than 1,000 just five years ago. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. There are a few key reasons to start a business in Michigan. First of all, it's the talent. Second, Michigan is wired for winning. Third, the ecosystem here is really focused on supporting businesses in the market. Whenever an automaker redoes an iconic car, they always reach out to current customers to see what improvements can be made and how they can incorporate cool new tech, likely something that no one else has done before or is new to them. And one such thing on the new Mustang that Ford thinks customers will get a kick out of is remote rev, which allows them to rev the engine with the key fob. But there's another new piece of tech that we think will resonate more with customers. And that's an electronic parking brake that can also be used as a drift brake lever. Standard for customers that choose the performance pack, which includes things like a limited slip diff and Brembo brakes at all four corners, the system actually adds another brake caliper on the rear. Tuned with the help of drifting specialist Vaughn Gittin Jr., it was designed to help novice drivers learn and improve their drifting skills while providing people that already know how to drift with a system they don't have to upgrade themselves. Of course, it can be used as a regular parking brake, but the system boosts brake pressure by four to five times to get the rear tires to lock up while trying to drift. Are electrics 
really cleaner than internal combustion vehicles? A comprehensive study that was done by the engineering firm Ricardo and funded by the Fuels Institute says they are. Ricardo looked at the greenhouse gas emissions that vehicles generate, including sourcing the materials to make them, manufacturing the vehicles, operating them on the road, and recycling them at the end of their life. And it found that when it comes to tons of greenhouse gases, BEVs catch up to ICE vehicles after only 19,000 miles of driving and surpass them after that. And once those vehicles hit 200,000 miles, BEVs have generated 40% fewer tons of greenhouse gases than ICE vehicles. The GM EV1 and Volkswagen XL1 may be dethroned as the most aerodynamic production cars ever made. Lightyear, the company that's making a $250,000 solar EV, just finished up in the wind tunnel with its zero car and got a drag coefficient of 0.175. The EV1 was rated at 0.195, and the XL1 came in at 0.186. Even so, that's a pretty good number. The benefit of having a slippery car cut through the air is that once a car goes over 40 miles an hour, wind drag becomes the greatest source of friction. So a .175 CD will help improve the range of the all-electric light year zero. But it still has to go through WLTP testing to receive its official certification. And the drag coefficient of a car can easily change from one wind tunnel to another. And light year might not hold on to its title for very long. Aptera, another solar EV, is aiming for a drag coefficient of 0.13. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. In a sign of how the auto industry is transitioning to electric vehicles, the supplier company Vitesco says orders from car companies for EV components are skyrocketing. Andreas Wolf, the CEO of Vitesco, says in the last two years, 45% of the new orders the company was getting was for electrification. This year, it's 81%. The company has 6.7 billion euros in new business on its order books, including a 1 billion euro order for 800-volt silicon carbide inverters that it got from an American car company. Andreas Wolf declined to identify which company it is, but it likely means it's GM or Ford, since Tesla makes its own inverters. It's amazing how quickly we're seeing EV investments in North America since the Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, was passed. Hyundai Mobis, which started out as the parts arm of the Hyundai Group, but now supplies to other automakers and is the sixth largest supplier in the world, 
announced it's going to expand its operations in North America. It currently has facilities located in Alabama, Georgia, Ohio, and Michigan, but will construct more EV-dedicated sites, invest in EV components, and battery system assemblies. So far this year, Hyundai Mobis's orders have totaled $1.7 billion, and it hopes to grow that with this expansion announcement. It looks like Ram will finally jump back into the midsize pickup segment in the U.S. The CEO of the brand, Mike Koval, told the Detroit News that he's considering showing a concept to its dealers at a meeting in March and says he'll, quote, see what they say and go from there. And he also hinted it could be electrified in some way. The last midsize pickup in the company's lineup was the Dodge Dakota, which was axed in 2011 due to poor sales. Colville also said he would like to bring the 1200 compact pickup that will be built in Brazil to the U.S., but says there are challenges with taxes and homologation to sell it in the American market. The midsize and compact pickup segments are growing, and it makes sense for Ram to be a part of it. But that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching, and have a great weekend. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.